The 2022 college football season is kicking off next Saturday in Dublin, Ireland with Nebraska taking on Northwestern. And the committee is here to bring you the preseason previews you need to get ready for perhaps the best college football season in years. We're going to be kicking it off with the Pac-12 predictions. Uh, So there's been some updates to the Pac-12. Obviously, for a little bit, it looked like uh, maybe the Pac-12 would be dissolving, uh, maybe joining with the Big 12. Turns out USC and UCLA jump ship. Lincoln Riley likes to do that. Uh, For the Big 10 in 2024, it's looking like that's going to happen. The Pac-12 also announced no more divisions where the top two teams are going to be competing for the conference championship. Uh, joining the Big 12 as the only other Power 5 to be uh, uh, non-divisional now. Um, But the Pac-12, I think, for a a conference that hasn't had a playoff team since 2016, uh, has a promising year ahead of them. Uh, Kicking it off, we're going to be starting top to bottom, uh, but actually I'm going to go here. Arizona State, fifth year under Herm Edwards. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Arizona State, a few years ago, uh, Jaden Daniels, few recruits, Herm Edwards, looking on the right track upward. I even thought, hey, maybe this team can get to a Pac-12 title game, uh, potentially be a playoff threat even. And uh, now what we've got here coming to this year uh, from a uh, an, an anonymous coach it is absolutely mind-blowing that Herm Edwards is still employed, at least in the mind of the college coaching community. Everyone knows it's a ticking time bomb, but no one knows if it's going off in a month or a year from now. This program has the best chance of a total implosion mid-season because there is no consistency anywhere, not in the coaches, the head coach, or the roster. It is a waste. This program is always good on paper, but fails to ever really win consistently, and this is another example of it. Some shots fired at the Sun Devils, who finished 8-5 last season, 6-3 in conference. Um, So not a bad season, Um, of course, with the talent that they possessed uh, in a weak Pac-12, you'd expect at least a bit of a better year somewhere in this Herm Edwards tenure that we've seen a loss to the uh, to Wisconsin in the Vegas Bowl uh you know to a shaky Wisconsin team we saw last year um you know leaves a little bit of a sour taste and let's be honest guys from here on out uh as we've uh seen the community feels about the Sun Devils it's going downhill Emory Jones was named the starting QB just a few days ago the Florida transfer uh, who has a good amount of SEC experience under his belt. I wouldn't say he performed <laughs> in, uh, the best or should have even had his job. Uh, ask Anthony Richardson, uh, who should have been playing most of the time for the Gators, uh, which we'll talk about again later. Um, but uh, this this Sun Devils team, they're not going back to 8-5, and 6-3 and three, Pac-12 as we saw last year. Um, the 22 class is currently sitting 103rd composite. Uh, <laughs> that's unacceptable. 
Um, that pretty that shows you all you need to see. I mean, that's just uh, just getting into it. The twenty three class sits at eighty eighth in composite, uh, seemingly focused in California and Texas. Uh, but you know, I don't know how well that class will hold up, uh, depending on the events that undergo this season. We will see. Um, Arizona State kicks off the season with uh, Northern Arizona, which we're going to give them the win there. Uh, to start them out one and zero. Week two, Sun Devils traveling to Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater to take on the twelfth ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, Oklahoma State uh, losing a little production, having a little shift around. Derek Mason coming in at DC as Jim Knowles exits for the Buckeyes. Uh, but this is an easy win for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, given Spencer Sanders doesn't have one of his uh, Spencer Sanders-esque uh, crappers. But uh, that's going to be one and one for the Sun Devils. Eastern Michigan, a uh, team who potentially we thought could see Caleb Williams on their team. Um, they're going to get the dub against them just before starting Pac-12 play with a bit of a rough stretch here. Uh, at home against Utah, that's an L. Uh at USC, give them another L. Put them down to two and three. Maybe the wheels are coming off a bit here. They got a home game against a Washington team who we're not really sure on. Has a lot of turnover, a lot of new coaches. Um, and I think they're losing that game. Um, and this this really could be where the wheels fall off a bit. Uh, then traveling to Stanford. Um, we're gonna give them another L there, bringing the Sun Devils to two and five thus far, before going to Boulder, uh, which is quite frankly a bit of another dumpster fire of a team. I've given them the win there, um, bump them up to three and five right now, until they take on UCLA. The Bruins getting that dub, three and six at Wazoo, uh, which. That I see them squeaking that one out before losing back to back to Oregon State and rivals Arizona on the road. So 2022 production projections for Arizona State. I've got them finishing four and eight, two and seven in the Pac-12. Uh, their over under is currently listed at six wins. So we are taking the under here. Uh, you may choose to follow my betting advice if you will. Uh, I'll let you know I'm about a uh, 250 to 300 batter when it comes to betting. Um, and that's probably once a week. So more like a 100. So I'd take my advice with a grain of salt. Arizona, um, who went 1-11 last season in Jed Fish's first season, uh, I actually have a little more faith for than their uh, rivals, the Sun Devils. So the 22 class rank is currently sitting 22nd composite overall, including three four-star Cali playmakers. Uh, they got 6'4 receiver Tetaroa McMillan, 51st nationally, 6'4 tight end Keon Burnett, 7th ranked tight end in the class, and a 6'3 corner Ephesians Prysock. Watch out for him on the all-name list. That is definitely going to be up there um those lists quite a sight to see general booty loving that at oklahoma 
Um, so Arizona, the 23 class as well, you see a little bit of promise uh, sitting at 32nd, 37th composite. They, they're picked up seemingly their future QB in that class with uh, four-star Braden Dorman out of Colorado Springs. is a 6'4 pro-style pocket passer with massive claws as well as featuring as a basketball star for his high school. Um, those dual-sport athletes uh, worth more than you might see at first. Um, the Wildcats, honestly... We saw so we haven't seen them be good in a while. We've seen about 2014 last time Arizona really popped off, um, but I think with this 2.5 over under win total, they're getting the over there. We're gonna give them wins against Mississippi State in the non-con. Uh, getting the SEC win, I think week two is gonna be a shocker. Um, and Arizona's going to announce, hey, we may not be great, but we are not Arizona State. Um, in fact, just a little bit better. An uh, L to San Diego State week one, though. North Dakota State week three, giving them the L there, too. I think NDSU is going to show up, show out against them. So I'm not by any means advocating Arizona to be a good, good to great team here, but... Definitely, 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 definitely improved from what they've been in the past past few years. Uh, they start the Pac-12 schedule at Cal, giving them the win there. Home against Colorado, another win, starting 2-0 in the Pac-12, sitting at 3-2 and overall before playing the Ducks. Unfortunate, that's an L there. Take them to 3-3. Three and three. At Washington... Another L there. They're not, they're going to stumble here. They're going to stumble there, um, but potentially could be in contention for a bowl. That's what I'm predicting here. Uh, taking on USC next as a part of a very rough stretch ahead, uh, giving them an L there. L to Utah. L to UCLA. Um, that's a three-game stint that is going to be very tough for them. But finally. After going three and seven to start the year, taking on Washington State at home, Arizona State at home, giving them back-to-back wins to cap the year off, nearly be bowl eligible, finish five and seven, four and five in the Pac-12. Uh, that's what we got for Arizona this season. I, I, you know, they got interesting non-cons, so keep an eye on Arizona early in the season, and then I'd say. That three-game stretch at uh, near the end, USC, Utah, UCLA, if they can pick up one of those, that would be very massive uh, for the program, two of those being on the road at Utah at UCLA. Cal, been pretty active this offseason on social media, making some quite creative content. Uh, I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, but this is a Cal team who isn't, Really cr- recruiting well. The 22 class sitting at 59th composite, uh, starring four-star running back Jade Knott. He's their only top 300 player. Uh, obviously, we can't expect too much from Cal. That's fair. Justin Wilcox going into his sixth season, uh, where the uh, Golden Bears finished five and seven last season, four and five in the pack, uh, and actually enjoyed pretty good success at home, going four and two. Uh, but unfortunately, 
road woes, one and five away from the crib. The 23 class sits at 73rd composite. So Cal not really making too big of waves there in the recruiting scene, but updated uniforms, some nice social content. Looks like there's a decent vibe going on right now at Cal. Uh, For the record prediction, they're getting the season started off with a pretty uh, feasible game here against UC Davis. We're giving them the win there. Uh, UNLV, back-to-back, start the season. That's 2-0, baby. Looking good for the Golden Bears until they are traveling to South Bend to take on number 5 Notre Dame. Uh, unfortunately, Cal's not going to be taking that one. We've also got him dropping then to Arizona, who we just talked about. Traveling at Washington State, at Colorado, losing both of those, picking up nine what would be four straight losses, dropped two and four. Um, but there is hope for the Bears as they get the first win of the Pac-12 season against Washington at home. Before, unfortunately, playing Oregon and then traveling to USC, picking up losses both of those ways. Um, But, ending off the season, Cal's traveling to Oregon State, another L, Stanford, W, UCLA, L. 4-8 record prediction for the Golden Bears, 2-7 in the Pac-12. Um... I don't see this team making a bowl game. They're sitting at five and a half wins over under. Uh, we're taking the under there, and that's really a pick 'em. You know, you've either got really ideally you're betting five on the under or six on the over to get bowl eligible. Probably go to somewhere like the Idaho Potato Bowl, something like that. I think they would be uh, pretty happy with that. Colorado. We got Carl Doral in his third season after taking over from Mel Tucker, who is now with the Spartan Dogs. Uh, he's eight and ten overall since taking over mid twenty twenty, and then the end of that season with the uh, infamous Alamo Bowl blowout loss to Texas, um, in which Casey Thompson had a great game and everyone thought he was the next great Texas quarterback. You know that happens about mm, once every two three months. Uh, and it seems to be happening again. We'll get into that later, but uh, just keep that in mind. So I had a chance to visit Boulder in the spring, and I was able to see the campus. Beautiful, the town, beautiful. Uh, the stadium with the view in the background, absolutely beautiful. I couldn't get in. I tried tried to go around gates, doors, somehow get my way in there. Um, but it, it was quite a sight to see. I was very glad uh, to be able to visit that. I've I've seen a few stadiums this year uh, that really impressed me, and Colorado being one of them. Twenty-one record, four and eight, three and six in the Pac-12. Lost every single road game. Uh, that is unacceptable from the Buffaloes. But the twenty-two class rank sitting forty-seventh composite, uh, and it includes a lot of three stars from. Uh, big big recruiting states. They're uh, dipping into nice pools here with Texas, Florida, Georgia, and California, to name a few. Uh, not to mention, Buffalo's bringing in two massive 6'7 transfer tackles, Luke Eckert from Arizona 
and Tommy Brown from Alabama, former four-star. Uh, no snaps under Saban, however. Um, but to get an in-conference lineman giant and someone recruited to Bama, Tommy Brown, giant, it's going to be good news for the Buffaloes. Um, the 23 class rank, also looking pretty good. 44th composite right now, continuing that success from some of those big states in 23 they're looking big on texas california and florida um i like that i like what i see from them um jt shroud leading the way at quarterback not cj stroud jt shroud uh no more brendan rice gone to usc that's an unfortunate loss uh also a, a big loss in recognition for the buffalo they would like to get that attention there um but JT Shroud's going to have a new number one in RJ Sneed from Baylor, who racked in over 570 yards last year for the Bears. Um, you know, I, I this Colorado team, I think, still has a ways to go. We're seeing some glimpses here. They're hitting these big pools, um, so that is very good to see. But the 2021 offense... Um, if Stroud and Sneed can turn that around, that'll be quite magnificent. Uh, only scored 18.8 points per game. Um, you, you know, we saw in that A&M game, too. A&M barely beat them with 10-7 uh, in Boulder. Quite a low-scoring team here, the Buffaloes. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really looking too much into the season for them. Um, but... There's going to be a few wins here and there, uh, perhaps. Season opener against TCU, they're going down. Uh, TCU, I think this year, is going to be a decent team, decent enough to take down Colorado. Uh, before traveling to Air Force, to Colorado Springs, which I think this is where they're going to pick up their first of two wins of the season. Uh, after that, going to take on Minnesota on the road. That'll be an interesting game. A tough game. I'm giving them the LN. And that's going to start them off at 1-2. and two. Opening the Pac-12, you got UCLA, Arizona, Cal, Oregon State, Arizona State, Oregon, USC, and Utah. And we are going to give them an L in every single one of them except the Golden Bears. They're taking the dub over. So we've got Colorado finishing the season at 2-10. and 10. Uh, going just one and eight in the Pac-12, winning at home against Cal. Uh, it's quite the stretch to end the year for Colorado, um, with some big names. You got Oregon, USC, Washington, Utah as the last four. Not too kind to them. Three point five over under. We're gonna take the under there and leave them perhaps bottom of the Pac-12. So, next up, we've got the Ducks, the Oregon Ducks, biggest name team in the Pac-12 right now, first season under Dan Lanning in Eugene, already making big strides in recruitment, picking up Dante Moore, we saw. Mario Cristobal led the Ducks well, I thought, uh, recruited especially well, couldn't quite put it together for the majority of the time on the field, um, some questionable game management decisions, and the Ducks just picked up some inexcusable losses making inexcusable errors can't lose that Stanford game last year uh 
So I told you I visited Boulder, got to see the stadium there. Also was able to visit Autzen and Eugene, uh, which was awesome. The facilities around uh, provided by Nike, it was fantastic. They got a lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, also couldn't get into that stadium either, unfortunately. Uh, I think there was definitely a, an opportunity for me to hop over a gate. Uh, unfortunately, my dad was not willing to make that journey with me. Tough loss. The 22 class rank 13 composite uh, includes top 15 player and tackle Josh Connerly from Seattle. Uh, and it also features 10 more four stars, six of which are top 300 players. So the Ducks are having no problem on the recruiting trail there. The 23 class sitting at 14th composite. Uh, but as we said, Dante Moore, massive, massive pickup for Dan Lanning, number six overall from Detroit, uh, paired with five-star receiver Jury and Dickey from California, number 16 overall player in the 23 class, and already includes eight more four-stars, including stellar skill position and secondary pickups. What we are looking to see is Auburn transfer Bo Nix, who is expected to start for the Ducks, how is he going to mesh well into the system, into Lanning's game style? Um, he threw for over 7,200 yards and uh, counted 36 touchdowns in three years at Auburn. Uh, and if you remember, in his debut game in 2019, he faced the Ducks and Justin Herbert, picking up that win at AT&T Stadium. That was quite a memorable game. The Ducks sit at the third highest Pac-12 odds right now with 300 to take home the title. Um, I, I think those are those are pretty decent. Uh, potentially might have to hop on those. Uh, but we'll see given uh, given the projection. 2021 finished 10-4, and 7-2 in the Pac. 7-0 and 0 at home. Uh, finished runner-up. Of course, they got those back, not back-to-back, -back, but seemingly back-to-back -back smackdowns against Utah. Took the L in the Alamo Bowl to uh, yours truly. Um, that was a fantastic game, by the way. The uni matchup, oh, just, this is a wonderful, wonderful sight to see. I love to see the Ducks in person, uh, especially seeing my Sooners beat them. So Oregon's opening up the season against the reigning champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, Dan Lanning's old team, Kirby Smart and the boys, Stetson Bennett coming back. Will they be hung over? 22 projection starting out unpopular, unpopularly. I am taking Oregon to win that game against Georgia. Um, I think pretty much the vast majority of the country is expecting a Georgia win here. I am going to go out on a limb and say in back-to-back -back seasons, Oregon shocks the country with a massive non-conference win as we saw last year in the horseshoe, taking down Ohio State. That one's going to be on September 3rd at 2.30 on ABC. Um, after that, getting a pretty easy one in Eastern Washington before also taking on BYU, which definitely bolsters their schedule. BYU sitting at 25th ranked right now. That one's going to be a 2.30 Fox game, another big game for the Ducks. If they can kick off the season in nice fashion here, start 3-0, and before Pac-12 play, they can play themselves into a position like last year, which they need to not lose to Stanford for such happenings to take away from their playoff picture. If the Ducks want to represent the Pac-12 in the playoff, you've got to win the small 
games, starting the Pac-12 at Washington State. Um, we are going to give them the dub there. And uh, I'm sorry, I think forgot to mention BYU. They're going to get that dub there, start 3-0. and Yes, yes, yes. Stanford at home, revenge game. W at Arizona. W, that's a 6-0 and start for the Ducks. Before we see them stumble their first time in Autzen to UCLA, DTR, going to take them down here. That's what we're predicting. 6-1 and one looking right now. Cal at Colorado. Um, that's a dub-dub. Washington dub. 9-1 and one for the Ducks. Should have them sitting comfortably in the top 10 of the country. Uh, UCLA also at that time were looking to be pretty highly stouted. Uh, Utah. This is a big one at the end of the schedule just before the Civil War game. Um, at home in Autzen, they've already lost to UCLA at home. And we're going to give them the L here to Utah as well. Because as I said, the Ducks need to hold it together and win these games at the end of the year. But these are still big games. Um, using, losing to UCLA and Utah is no no joke, no small feat. Um it's a tough task to beat both of those teams. Um, and unfortunately, I think they're going to lose those games despite beating Georgia. Starting out the season hot. Over under at nine wins. We are taking the over on the Ducks going 10-2, and 7-2 and two in the conference. Will that be enough to get them into the title game? The Beavers finished 2021 7-6, 5-4 and and in the pack. 6-0 and oh at home, surprisingly enough. 1-5 on the road. Uh... You got a bit of a road woe there for the Beavs. Uh, they're currently renovating their stadium, $150 million renovation, including $50 million from an anonymous donor. Uh, it's going to be worked on through this season and not fully done till next year. Um, but that is going to be awesome for them. They have a new student welcome center and student health center located uh, in, the, in the stadium itself, pretty much, right on the outskirts, um, which is going to be big for recruiting. So... The 22 class rank sitting 56 composite, and the 23 right above it at 54th. Um, hopefully, looking up for them as they get some new uh, facilities, um, some new means of recruiting. So they picked up four-star defensive lineman Kelsey Howard uh, from Las Vegas, and it's the Beavers' first four-star since the 2017 class. Uh, he's in the 23, um, so already a little spot of sunshine. For Oregon State, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Smith's fifth season in charge, uh, unfortunately, is going to be starting the uh, opening the Pac-12 schedule with quite a bit of a tough stretch. Um, but we can't even look at that yet because they've got a few decently tough games here non-con, starting at home against the Boise State Broncos picking up an L, going on the road to play Jake Hayner and the Bulldogs of Fresno State. That's another L before starting off the win column with Montana State. Pac-12 schedule opens USC at Utah. Um, that's going to be back-to-back Ls there. Uh, they're going at Stanford right after that. They're rolling downhill. That's another one. Pick up a dub against Wazoo, Colorado, and Washington, and Cal. Back to back to back to back four in a row, turning the season around a little bit um, before 
let's see what that puts them then there. Five and five at Arizona State. Boom, another one. That's another win. So I think that is five straight wins after the the uh, three straight losses. So really up and down for the Beavers we're looking at here. And, of course, we're going to end the season off giving them the L to the Ducks in the Civil War. But over under set at six wins, we are taking a push here, giving them a 6-6, six 4-5 and 4-5 Pac-12 record prediction. We've talked a lot about who they're going to play and who they're going to win or lose to. Now it's time to figure out what that means for their prediction. David Shaw's 12th season at the helm of Stanford. 2021, bad year. Besides that win against the Ducks, not much bright spots. 3-9, and 2-7 and seven in the Pac-12, 1-5 and five at home. The 22 class rank, sitting 19th composite. That ranks second in the Pac-12. 7 4-stars, 15 3-stars. Um, that is a good group of players. 23 class rank, 29th composite, already including 5 4-star players. Stanford not having trouble recruiting despite the woes on the field. Uh, but it's going to need to turn around before that recruiting goes away. Uh, will this be the year? Starting against Colgate, um, yeah, we're going to give them the dub there, obvious. But then it's uh, potentially a bit of a rough patch here, uh, including another tough non-com coming up. They're taking on USC next to kick off their Pac-12 schedule, just their second week game of the season. Um, that's an L. At Washington, we're giving them the dub though. Two and one at Oregon. L two and two. Oregon State dub three and two. That's about as far as they're going to be going. They're traveling to South Bend. L three and three. But wait, there's hope. They're taking on Herm Edwards' squad to go to four and three before, unfortunately, losing at UCLA to Washington State, at Utah, at Cal, and home against BYU. Um, finishing the season off 4-8, and 3-6 and six in the pack. Uh, after a 4-3 and three start, which is riddled with good teams in there, they're going to get some Ws, but I think it's not going not gonna to end well for the Cardinal. A 4-5, and five, a 4.5 over under line set for them. I'm going to take the under there, giving them that 4-8 and eight record. Uh, which you would think the overs looking pretty good sitting at four and three, um, and that's you know that's probably something I would bet the over on there in that case. Uh, so this time we're gonna take the under. UCLA fifth season under Chip Kelly, returning just fifty eight percent of production uh, from an eight and four squad who showed glimpses of hope, got themselves ranked a few times, uh, but didn't quite. Get it all together. Went six and three in the pack. The twenty-two class ranks. It's sixty-first first composite, uh, though eighth in transfer rank. Overall, twenty-ninth. Uh, plenty of top three hundred Cali athletes bolstering the roster, but uh, you'd like to see that composite a little higher. Uh, though the transfers are clearly there for UCLA, uh, which we'll see as well with their counterpart USC. 23 class rank, 81st composite, back-to-back four stars in May uh, with Roderick Robinson, two, the running back, and linebacker Trey Edwards, uh, both Cali boys there. So Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 
Robinson scored 30 touchdowns last season. Zach Charbonnet ran for over 1.1K, averaging 5.60 carry, scoring 13 on the ground. They have an electric offense, but it, we just haven't seen it all put together for the Bruins. Uh, they scored 36-7 a game, um, pounded the ball on the ground, really. One of the top teams in the conference in rushing, um, but... Chip Kelly hasn't got over the hump of decent to good, you know, good team. Hasn't gotten over that yet. 22, we got a super easy start to the season. Um, Starting with Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, all at home. That's an easy, easy 3-0 schedule. Uh, If they lose one of those games, Chip could be in trouble. Pac-12 schedule kicks off on the road in Boulder. Then against Washington, that's another double dubs, 5-0 and start for UCLA. Here's where it gets tricky. Utah, at home, that's going to be their first L. Um, Cam Rising is going to come in there to the Rose Bowl and take what's his. They're going to win that game in the Rose Bowl after last season, what happened there against the Buckeyes. Uh, UCLA picks up the first L of the year. At Oregon, giving them the W. The W in Autzen. Big, big, big for the program. Big for Chip Kelly. Stanford, another one, giving them that. Arizona State on the road, yep. Arizona, yep. Finally, UCLA, USC, the rivalry game. In the Rose Bowl. Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, going to unfortunately come in and knock them off, give them their second loss of the season before they travel to Berkeley to take on the Golden Bears in the last week and pick up a dub there, finishing what we have for them, a 10-2, 7-2 Pac-12 season. That is good enough for potentially contention in the Pac-12 title game. As we said, we have them beating Oregon, so right now they are our team to beat in the Pac-12 as they have the tiebreaker there. Hang on, though. Here comes the Trojans' first season under Lincoln Riley. A terrible 21 season where we saw him go 4-8, and 3-7 and in the pack, 2-5 and at home. Just abysmal all around. Um, and then overnight after Bedlam, Lincoln Riley decides he's going over. He's bringing all those Cali OU recruits. And uh, there's some, there's some uh, bridges to be burned. But there is some firepower coming to L.A. 22 class rank, 70th composite. That's not where it's coming, though they did get five-star corner Damani Jackson, a top-five player in the class. Um, but the 22 transfer class is by far the greatest transfer class ever seen in college football, including Boletnikoff award winner Jordan Addison from Pitt, who put up nearly 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns last season, uh, catching the ball from Kenny Heisman, Kenny Pickett. As we mentioned, five-star quarterback Caleb Williams from Oklahoma, a 2021 All-Big 12 second-team member as a true freshman. Uh, you got some other, some quite more notable players there, such as four-star corner Latrell McCutcheon, four-star receiver Mario Williams, also from Oklahoma, um, as they dipped into the Sooner pool quite a bit. Uh, running back Travis Dye from Oregon, 
ran for 1,271 yards and scored 18 total touchdowns last season for the Ducks. That is a massive get for the Trojans. He's going to be their ball carrier this year. And uh, this class includes seven more transfers from Pac-12 teams. Uh, So not only are they accumulating talent all over, they are accumulating talent from their competitors. It's going to be good looks for them there. Uh, As we talked about before, Brendan Rice from Colorado. Even more recognition. Jerry Rice's boy. 23 class rank sits 13th right now with two top five players overall. The uh, number two overall player and the number two quarterback, Malachi Nelson from California, and number one overall receiver, Zachariah Branch, uh, who sits fifth overall in the class. USC is going to have no problem recruiting. Um... And they're going to be able to put it together eventually one way or another in the Pac-12 with this amount of talent that they have. Uh, Six offensive starters are transfers, including all three starting receivers. Um, And, as we mentioned, quarterback, running back, and left tackle as well. So massive, 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 massive positions uh, coming in just new this year. And uh, three of the defensive starters are transfers as well two linebackers in a corner. Uh, A defense last season ranked 107th in efficiency uh, per per football outsiders. Um, Is Alex Grinch going to come in and change that? I'm not so sure. Uh, From what I've seen at Oklahoma, I don't really feel like they're going to be too impressive next season. Um, I think maybe just formidable, maybe a little bit better. Uh, than their competitors due to talent. But it's really going to be the offense we're looking at here to carry the Trojans. Um, the 22 record prediction, it's it's unfortunate for me uh, to, to see it go out this way as a Sooner fan. Starting at, against Rice, we're giving him that easy at Stanford. Yup, Jake Hayner and the Bulldogs. Oh yeah, the Beavers... Going to uh, visit the somewhat redone stadium. Give them that one. Arizona State. Oh, yeah. Washington State. Cougars gone. At Utah. Biggest game of the season in the Pac-12, I believe. USC at Utah. We are giving Utah the win here. I think the Utes are um, just levels ahead of what USC thinks they are. No, but Caleb Williams and the offense are going to do damage all year, all season long. Um, and if there's one place where I believe they're going to be stopped, they're going to be shut down, is uh, in Utah to the Utes, taking that first L before finishing off the rest of the season with a pretty pretty formidable schedule till the end at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. We already talked about giving them the dub there. That is a W. And then ending it off against Notre Dame at home. Massive game here. Um, which I also see Tyler Beckner uh, and the Fighting Irish are not going to be able to hold off. The Trojans finishing at 11-1. and 8-1 in the Pac-12. New leader. What does this mean? Right now we have a 10-2 and UCLA and an 11-1 USC. And then we've also got 10-2 Oregon just on the outside. Um... But there's one more contender to go. So it would be a revolutionary year for the Pac-12. 
based on their previous history, if they could have two 10 and two teams not be in their conference championship, because that would just say levels about the uh, competition they have and the level of talent they possess. Surely that means a playoff team. Where's that playoff team coming from? The Utah Utes, Kyle Whittingham's 18th season, one of the longest tenured coaches in CFB, put up a 10 and four, eight and one pack record last year, undefeated at home. Should have been Rose Bowl champions, if not, uh, you know, the depleted secondary was pretty pathetic. Um, it's unfortunate Utah lost that game, and especially given the crowd circumstance, it was about a 70-30 crowd shift for the Utes over the Buckeyes at the Rose Bowl, um, who, which, I mean, Ryan, yeah, Ryan Day saying going to the or winning the Rose Bowl, it's not good season, whatever. It's the Rose Bowl. I don't care. I don't care if it's not a playoff game. That is a massive game, uh, that, and that's a game Utah should have won. 9-1 in 2021 with Cam Rising at starting QB, by the way. The 22 class ranks sitting 33rd composite, and the 23 sitting 52nd. I'd uh, like to see a lot better recruiting from a team that we are perhaps pushing to be in the playoff here. Um, but, I mean, Whittingham's done a great job of developing uh, and... I don't know. I, I just have a little bit of a feeling. They're tied current betting favorite to win the Pac-12 at plus 200 with the Trojans. And opening the season at Florida in the Swamp against Billy Napier's Gators. This is a big one. It's going to be a 6.30 kickoff. Uh, on or 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Opening week. Week 1. Not, not week 0. Utah favored by two and a half. I'm I'm giving them that one. I'm hammering that uh, right now. My my score prediction for that would be about 31-20 in favor of the Utes, um, and that's going to kick off what I think is the Pac-12's greatest chance at a playoff run since we saw Washington did it. So non-con at Florida, Southern Utah, San Diego State need Florida to go at least a competent seven and five. They need to be um, uh, above average. SEC team, I mean, I, I guess average to above average. We know Florida possesses more talent than plenty of those teams in the SEC East. They need to be at least competitive, you know. Now, they don't have to beat Georgia. They don't have to win the division, but need to be a good team. San Diego State, who finished ranked 25th last year, need them to go at least 9-3, and three, which I think is very plausible for San Diego State in the Mountain West. 22 record prediction. What does that boil down to after the non-con? So I'm giving them three dubs. Florida, Southern Utah, San Diego State. At Arizona State, W. We talked about it. Beavers, W. The two-game stretch here. Going to be big. At the Rose Bowl, taking on the Bruins. We are giving them a W on the road there. At home, the Trojans. Again, W. We talked about that one too. This has the Utes sitting pretty. They're going to be top five team at this point, if not a top three team at this point, if not a top two team at this point before traveling to Wazoo. Easy. Arizona. Easy. Stanford. Easy. Give them that. The Utes are rolling, going into Otson, second to last game of the season. 
where we give them the W. 11-0 into Boulder, 12-0. That is my record prediction for the regular season for the Utes. 12-0, 9-0 in the Pac-12. Um, pretty much best-case scenarios here. Uh, as it's, we see a 12-0, 11-1, 10-2, 10 team in the Pac-12. This is not something the Pac-12 has seen recently. And I, I, I think that it's going to need to go right for this to happen. Uh, for this level of play to be had in this conference. But it is plausible and it is feasible that Utah will be in the playoff. Their over-under sits at 9 wins. We are smashing that over by 3-12-0. Coming down two left. Of course, now we really want to talk about the title game. But we got the Washington. So, Kalen DeBoer's first season with the Huskies. They went 4-8 last year. Uh... Their O-line coach, Scott Huff, is the only retained coach on that roster. It's his sixth year. There is a lot of turnaround here. Indiana transfer Michael Penix Jr. starting at QB. He never played more than six games in a season at Indiana. And his best season was the shortened six-game COVID season in which he still got injured. And if you remember, Indiana was highly ranked in that for a bit. Um, Things kind of fell apart there. The 22 class sits 97th composite only one four star in ryan otten tight end from washington that's a bad class um lake didn't do a uh, oh taking over from peterson jimmy lake really um kind of put this program in a direction that the fans were not expecting and are quite disappointed with um but 23 class deboer's seemingly got a nice track here 23rd composite already picked up four four stars so far so what does the huskies season unfold for them uh, how does the un- how does the husky season unfold for them per se opening up with the kent state gauntlet kent state's playing washington georgia and oklahoma so if kent state goes undefeated they will be in the playoff just saying we're going to give them the dub there um and we're going to give them the dub against portland state uh, that's a nice start. Unfortunately for them, Mel Tucker and the Spartan Dogs are coming in to Seattle week three, taking them down uh, before they kick off their Pac-12 schedule. Stanford, bit shaky as we said, is going to get the dub at uh, in in Seattle as well as UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Um, but I think they're going to pick up a few dubs against the Arizonas at Arizona State, home against Arizona. That's going to be two for them looking good. Uh, Cal on the road, taking them down. Oregon State taking them down. Oregon taking them down for a three-game losing streak. Not to fear. I think they're ending it 1-1 one and one back end of the season. Over under 7.5 wins for the Huskies. We are taking that under. Giving them just a five and seven record, three and six in the pack. Washington State seems we've already completed their schedule because they're the last team here. Seven and six in 2021. It's Jake Dickert's second season at head coach. Two new coordinators, only retaining 50% of production, lowest in the Pac-12. But they've got a little hope. New quarterback, incarnate word transfer, Cameron Ward. Led the Cardinals to a 7-1 record in the Southland Conference in 2021, uh, 10-3 overall. Threw for 4,648 yards, 
47 touchdowns and uh, only 10 picks there. Quite the season for him. Didn't throw less than two tutties in any game. And uh, in two playoff games, they ended up so they ended up losing their second one to Sam Houston State. But uh, combined for 800 yards, nine touchdowns, no picks. I'm excited to see this gunslinger at Washington State following in the footsteps of some goats. You know, we got Gardner Minshew. Um, but it was a pretty abysmal scoring-wise season last year. Uh, tied 146 in the country with 27.8 points per game for the Cougars. And uh, the 22 and 23 rank both, or class ranks, sit at 60 and 58, neither including four stars, um, which we're not really expecting too much of, but it just shows you a little bit how Washington State is a little behind the rest, struggling a bit. Kick off the season against Idaho, giving them the dub against the Vandals. Luckily, they don't have to go to the Kibbe Dome. That would be quite tough for the Cougars, as we know the Kibbe Dome, quite legendary. At Camp Randall Week 2, just, I mean, mark that in as an L. Number 18, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, uh, quite an interesting team. Uh, you know, a little up and down, but we're going to give them, that's going to be one of their good games. There. They're going to smack them. Colorado State who surprisingly, I think this is the first Pac-12 team, or the only Pac-12 team playing Colorado State this year. Uh, Sucks for Colorado, too, for real. Um, Unfortunate. But uh, we're giving them an L to the Rammies. Before kicking off the Pac-12 season, they're sitting now at 1-2 with just a win over Idaho. Oregon, that's an L. Cal, W... USC on the road, Oregon State on the road, Utah at Stanford, Arizona State at Arizona. All of those we are predicting them to lose, which would be a six-game losing streak for the Cougars um, before ending off the season with a dub against the Huskies, we're predicting. Uh, so we're giving them a 4-8 and eight overall record, 3-6 and six in the pack. And the over-under for them... Not found. Don't have it here. Um, but we're giving them just a four-win season after their seven-win season last year. So a little bit of regression. But time to talk about the favorites. So as we said, USC and Utah tied at plus 200 as the Pac-12 title favorites. Oregon at plus 300. UCLA at plus 750. Washington is next at plus 1,800, but they don't matter. Neither do the rest. It is a four-team race. What we have here is 12-0 Utah, 9-0 Pac-12. 11-1 USC, 8-1 Pac-12. There's our title game. And then we got 10-2, 7-2, 10-2, 7-2 UCLA and Oregon. Fantastic season for the league. Uh, one that... Every Pac-12 fan um, would be excited with. That is quite an exciting season for a conference that has been in the dumps of the Power 5 recently. Um, in a 12-0 Utah against 11-1 USC conference championship game has the potential for a double playoff scenario. Utah comes in undefeated. 12-0, obviously if they win that, 13-0, they are in the playoff. Yes, USC 
comes in 11 and 1 off of a win against Notre Dame and UCLA. If they get revenge on Utah in that Pac-12 title game, finishing 12 and 1, that should be a playoff team. Um, depending, you know, they're going to need some good play from Notre Dame throughout the season. Uh, Fresno State, they're going to need some good play there too with that out of conference. But a 12-1 and Pac-12 champ USC, I believe, will get in the playoff. Um, and certainly the narrative and the story is going to be loved by ESPN, by college football. They are going to eat that up. Is this the year? Is this the year the Pac-12 finally gets back? Right now, I'm going on record saying yes, 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 yes. There will be a Pac-12 team in the playoff. Um, I'm going to predict Utah. I'm going to actually predict them to be 13-0. and um, They've been undefeated before. They know how it feels. They are going to the playoff. And certainly, if not them... Someone, you know, if Oregon, UCLA make it in, that'd be that's great too. Uh, that's all fun and games. I'm all here for it. I think the Pac-12 is looking to have a much improved season at the top uh, than we've seen recently, and Utah is going to show what they got week one against Florida and put up quite the performance in the swamp. Let me know what you guys think with your Pac-12 predictions. Um, who do you guys think is going to make the title game? And do you think the Pac-12 has a shot at the playoffs? Uh, it's been a, it's been the longest of any conference, and uh, their suffering has got to end sometime soon. Next episode, we will be talking about the Big 12. We're going to be moving over, talking about the Sooner State, talking about Texas, what they're up to, um, and hopefully. I'll probably try and condense that one a little bit more. This one, we got a lot of information in, uh, moving a lot of things, a lot of schedules. Uh, it's going to settle down a bit. This is just the first episode of the season, so stay with me. Um, I've also got my new show, All In, presented by the committee. Going to be talking about all sports there. Uh, that's going to be dropping soon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always... You know the committee is your home of college football.